A few weeks ago, we had an episode, What Happens When Your Guest Cancels Two Minutes Before You're Set to Record? Autumn had booked someone to, to join us, a YouTuber that she likes. He seemed to be into it. And then you could tell because correspondence dropped off as the recording day approached. And then after no response, you get the message, oh, I'm so busy, I can't join. And tonight may actually be what happens when your co-host cancels two minutes before you're set to record. I get a text message from Autumn. Oh, Greg, I'm so exhausted. What a day. And then I had the three dots after that pop up. She's writing another message. This goes on for several minutes. Then it stops. No message comes through, which makes me think that Autumn was trying to come up with a reason why she didn't want to record outside of just being tired, which totally valid reason in its own right, though we do set the time to record. We know when we're going to record. You think you would conserve the energy leading up to the recording. But, you know, if you want to say, I can't do it, I'm just out of my mind exhausted, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to accept it. But she gets frightened. There's a fear that I'm going to abandon her forever if something like this happens. So surely she's trying to craft some message that will let me down easy while preserving our friendship. And then she couldn't come up with it which is why there was nothing. And you know what? If she couldn't join, you would be, I was going to say treated. I know that's not necessarily a treat to some people when I do a solo show. Uh, the numbers, the downloads tell that exact story. There's always fewer downloads for whatever reason when I do a show alone, which it's a shame because I think the shows I do alone are good. I enjoy them. I'm not saying they're as good as when Autumn's here, but and that's so bad that you shouldn't listen. But anyway, treated maybe isn't the proper term to use in this instance, but you would have uh, been giving, given a show where I'm doing it solo. I don't know if that's going to be the case yet. I guess you're going to have to find out after the intro music plays. What is it? What happened? Um, kid stuff, you know, just taking care of them, and I just felt like and then baby was being like, really horrible, and it was just a lot. And then, and even just now, like he's, you know, he, he like steals stuff and then runs away with them. And what does he steal? Underwear, panties, anything like. He's I something fell that I, when I was looking for something while I'm waiting and like it was um a crocheted square that I'm like building something and uh he stole it and ran with it and it was just a lot of that all afternoon. And I'm just tired. You should spray it with pine saw everything. <laughs> Well, I read that you can spray stuff with um, peppermint oil. They don't like that. So I also hear that about ants and rats. I think it was peppermint. I have to look into it. Anyway, that might have been mosquitoes. Maybe it's winto green. But I don't know. Spearmint. I'm just tired of. Um... Life. Yeah. Wow. That's a big that's a big thing. I'm tired of taking care of, you know, everything. And then, I'm sorry, this is stupid. 
I um started like thinking about tomorrow and the show and how sometimes I'm treated on the show and like there's um this thing going around on TikTok where like little girls that are black are watching the um little mermaid trailer and they're excited that she's black and i think it's really sweet and i just started thinking about eric um shitting all over it and me having to just stay quiet and just feeling like jesus this show is such a fucking downer it's like nothing good like he never talks about anything good everything is stupid and it's frustrating and like i was even afraid to bring up today with you about the dog because i didn't know you got you would make fun of me for it or something well i'm sorry that there's a fear of bringing up the dog i know that i, I give just, you a hard time about the dog but I also, you know, I just feel like I am, you know, I do this all alone <laughs> and it's hard. <laughs> and then like, you know, I don't get any like slack. <sighs> like I have to be, I have to do everything right or I get like shit on for it. And by whom? Eric. Oh, so just with the radio show. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to like not bring things up anymore. <clears throat> yeah, it's just, you know, I don't know. I take baby out and he pees and then he comes inside and pees <laughs> and I step in it I get sad and angry how are and you? I have to clean it up yeah how are your carpets looking they're fine you can't tell I bought a I bought a a UV light so I could find the pee spots and clean them oh well what else did you find <laughs> that's all that's all yeah there's not more they than replace the carpets after every tenant yeah, but who knows what you've got on those those rugs yourself. What do you mean? My juice? <laughs> I didn't say it. So I don't know. I just... I'm just tired. A lot of times when I'm tired, you know, I let the... I don't know, negative stuff, like, flow in. <laughs> You have the wolf out. The W-O-O-F. Yeah. The werewolf. The werewolf. Not the werewolf. Werewolf. Werewolf woof. Yeah, so maybe, uh, you know, if the negative stuff flows in and overwhelms you, washes you away like a village. Yeah. After a dam breaks, it feels as though there's not a, a proper channeling of the negative stuff. Yeah. An avoidance. I really it. was handling everything, you know. 
it was just near the end where, you know, it was just like, I'm just trying to read a book to the kids so that they can go to sleep. And I'm constantly interrupted because baby is like tugging on Pete's pillow or he's stealing like a thread of yarn that he found under the under Ellie's bed and is like running away with it or he like plucks something out of the garbage and he's going to make a mess and it's just like god damn it could I just fucking get a break <sighs> alright well I won't give you shit about precious anymore yeah I'm getting him trained because I was joking with the kids today I was like I just gotta throw money at this problem <laughs> I suck at training a dog <laughs> I mean, I would have no clue how to train a dog. I have no idea. Yeah, that's true. People don't know. And I don't know. I'm trying my best, but. Yeah, delicious sounds like a handful. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. You know, he's cute and he's sweet and he's fun. But it's like, just like the kids, you know, like. They don't sense that like, oh, are you struggling? (laughs) Maybe I'll just chill for a minute so that. You can get your shit together. It's like, nope. Are you feeling like you're drowning? Well, guess what? Here's 14 things that will, I'm going to pile. Could you hold this while you're drowning? And then could you hold this while you're drowning? (laughs) At least the kids, when you cry, they know something. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They know something. They've pushed it too far. Rascal, on the other hand, doesn't even pick up on that. (laughs) No, maybe he will later, but he's still a baby. Oh, that's his Peter's thing. like extra sweet. Like he'll do all kinds of things to try and make you feel better. It's really sweet. Except for the one thing you want him to do. No. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that's how kids are. You need them to do one thing. It's like, just stop doing that. And then you get upset and then they'll do everything else except for that one thing. I made you cookies oh. out of Play-Doh. Look at this. <laughs> I drew you a picture out of mayonnaise and ketchup. Right. Now that's messy. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the one thing I wanted you to do is stop making a mess. Right. I cut my finger (laughs) and put blood all over my shirt (laughs) to show you that I'm also willing to be in pain like you are. (laughs) I don't want that. (laughs) I'm not saying you want that, but that's what the kids do. It's like, I just told you I didn't want you to bleed. That's the only thing I didn't want. Yeah. I think that I have like hurt myself before and I was like, what happened? I'm like, oh, oh my God, like oh, this thing. She's like, okay, can I have a snack? <laughs> like, bitch. <laughs> yeah, selfish beings. Yeah, they are. Selfish, self-centered. So yeah, it just was. Um, it's their brain. Maybe I was able to be upset with you. You know? Because I was not feeling like crying. <laughs> but when I finally got to you, it was like, let me just release all of this shit out of my eyes. <laughs> you just dumped it on me. I don't know if that's yeah, good or I'm bad. That's uh well one, you're saying you're living in fear of me. <laughs> well, not so much fear. I just said it to you that There's some kind of fear that I'm gonna come after you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For Dustbin. Because you have. <laughs> Dustbin the dog. And I mean, I can trust people that I'm closest to, you know, but like, 
again, I just feel sometimes stuff like that just makes me feel so alone. <laughs> like people that I feel like I can trust. <laughs> Turning on you? Yeah. I need to talk to you about the, all the stuff that's going on. You're the one who decided to get the dog. <laughs> yeah. You did this to yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's what it, I'm afraid of, you know? No, you know that's what you're going to get. Yeah. From certain people. Yeah, it's really hurtful and sad. I won't bring up the uh, the dog anymore and I'll actually start getting its name correct. <sighs> Funny. I mean, it's not working out right now. <laughs> it's like... You know what I mean? Like, keep doing what you're doing if it's working. You know, that's what I always say. Like, if it works for you, then it's working for you. But this is not working. I have to get him more under control. How much and does... That's, did you ever see the my cat from hell? And the guy comes in with a guitar case. <laughs> that fucking weird ass looking guy. And he's got a guitar case filled with contraptions and treats and whatever the hell else he needs. And he's like, his his hair, I feel like, is very sculpted, right? His facial hair. Oh, yes. I, was gonna, I think he's bald. <laughs> he's bald, but he has like weird, weird beard. Oh, do they still do new episodes of that show? I don't know. I doubt it, right? Season one, episode one, May 7th, 2011. He hates my boyfriend. <laughs> Fifi's ruining my life. That's episode two. Wildcat. Uh, please, I hope one of the names for the episodes is Cat Scratch Fever. Yeah, this guy is totally bald, but he does have that weird facial hair where he's got, it's pretty much a full beard, except he creates a line of separation between his sideburns and the rest of his beard. And then down on his chin, he shaves in a weird spot where there's not (laughs) hair. I mean, whatever. I don't know why you need to do that, but the guy got on TV and he probably said, I need to look. It's a gimmick. My cat from hell now casting. I wonder if this is still going on. What, wow. What, oh, there's six. There's 11 seasons. I think that this may still be happening. Wow. Really? On what channel? Like the. um, The not lifetime, but oh, the Hallmark channel. <laughs> I think it used to be on TLC, but it may just be on Amazon these days or maybe yeah. or maybe Amazon's the one that is showing Wait, Animal Planet's what it was on. Oh, yeah. It wasn't TLC. It was Animal Planet. I gave it too much cred because TLC. I loved um, Animal Planet for America's Funniest Animals. Do you remember watching that? No, I wouldn't watch that one. Oh, it was so good. The only I liked, this was one of the first cat videos ever. I think it was on America's Funniest People, not home video. Maybe it was home videos. I don't remember because it's not a person. It was a cat. It was a cat playing a keyboard. Oh, yeah. Keyboard cat. Yeah, but I feel like this was before the keyboard cat. Or maybe it was this keyboard cat. is the one that became the popular p- keyboard cat with the internet. I thought that, that was internet and not America's Funniest. No, there was a cat playing a keyboard a long, long, long time ago before the internet. And I know keyboard cat's a thing now. Let me look up keyboard cat. Uh, the original. Yeah. Maybe the original. I don't see. I don't... We can, what is the site that talks to you, tells you about memes? And it's like, know your meme or something. Oh, yeah. This would be like pre-meme if it's not 
the keyboard cat that I'm thinking of. I mean, it is. I'm looking. It's the one with the blue shirt. Yeah. But I swear to God, there was a keyboard cat on one of these shows. And it may have been this cat. Know your meme. It's trying to load. It's very slow. Year 2009. No way. No, I saw something a long, long time ago. See that? <laughs> Wait, keyboard cat filmed in the mid 1980s. Yeah. Oh, is it? Is it the one with the blue shirt? Yeah. See, and this got hijacked by the internet and stolen. <laughs> this person, Fatso, is the cat's name, by the way. But this person, Charlie Schmidt. It was way ahead of his time. He created Keyboard Cat. Nice. In the mid 1980s. That makes sense. It was in the 80s because the video quality looks like that. Yeah, it looks old. It looks like one of those big VHS shoulder mounted uh-huh. home video recorders. Which blows my mind that people would sneak those into movie theaters and Broadway shows. <laughs> how would I mean? they do that? <laughs> Pay people off, right? Uh, I don't know how you can't hide it. It's not like you shove it in your pants. Even the one time I went to i don't know if this has ever been made public but it's so many years in the past when uh yucko the clown went to Mm. turner field and rushed onto the field and then he claimed that he held up a sign that said bring howard stern to atlanta which is not what the sign said but he parlayed that into the relationship with howard stern so fine whatever but anyway when we were going to the braves game where he did that i was the one to drive him to the braves game as an intern, okay. they're like, take Yucko to the game. I'm like, oh, okay, great. They gave us tickets. And then Yucko gave me a video camera and he wanted me to film it. It was a camcorder, but it was small. It, it was still bigger, but they were handheld at that point. In the, yeah, it had the strap for your hand. Yeah. And, you know, I was able to like, hide it in my pants somehow, probably because they were baggy pants also. But I strapped it into my waist. But in, in these old VHS ones, there's no way I could have gotten away with that. I also didn't film i was when he ran on the f- the field I'm like i'm not going to be involved in this i just left i didn't really i didn't yeah i didn't film the incident he wanted it for his reel or whatever oh did he ask you about it later yeah i think he did i started avoiding his phone calls <laughs> it was a coward what was the sign that he held up what did it actually it was say like, eh, it was you know, john rocker had been traded uh, and it said something like bring back rocker Okay, yeah, bring back John Rocker. That's that's okay. everyone needs John Rocker on their fucking baseball team. That guy needs the spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the that's you know, it was set up behind the scenes and it was supposed to be a thing that he decided to do on his own because if the radio station was tied to it somehow, it's an illegal right. activity and then I guess legally it could have opened up a can of worms. But in that process, you know, he was kind of left to rot. It was like, he got out of jail quickly, but he was calling a bunch of people that night trying to get yeah. out of jail. And everyone Did he said, call you? Yeah, he, he called me at some point. What do you want me to do? I make no money. I'm an intern. Oh, yeah. I'm not coming to get you. I didn't answer, though. <laughs> there was a message left. That's how I knew what he wanted, but I didn't answer. <laughs> That's funny. I also probably, I mean, he was calling from a jail, so it was probably collect, too. Was he in Braves jail? Uh, that's a good question. Do they transfer you? Yeah. They do have a holding cell at the stadiums usually. Do they transfer you to another jail or do they just write you a summons and then set you on your way? I don't know the way it works. And maybe it's the extent of the problem you caused on the field. Right. It seems like they would just like 
you know, like a slap on the wrist. They bring you in, you're in trouble, you're leaving. Bye. Yeah, but they also want to deter that kind of behavior. That's why they don't show it on TV. The cameras will cut away. They don't want the mm-hmm. people to get any kind of notoriety. It's amazing that there's a standard set for something like this. Someone doing something as, you know, it maybe isn't totally innocent, but innocent enough running on a field like, no way, we're not giving that person any kind of attention. Then you got these people who cause real harm, mass shooters, anyone who does some kind of, then yeah. that's taught, there's their manifesto and here's pictures of them and let's talk about, them. hey, how do you apply the same thing to those people? How about you say, fuck you, you're getting zero attention if you do something like this. Because I really do think that would deter a lot of people. Would it stop it? Totally, probably not. But I, I think that people want there to be the coverage. And I don't know what they're getting out of it ultimately. But it's like, yeah, see, it was me. I was the I know, one. but it could lead to like sort of sweeping away or, or hiding things under the rug of, of things going down, you know? Well, I mean, we're going to hear about it if something like that happens, it is huge news and, you know, ignoring it completely. I know that it's not the yeah. option, but do you need to name the person? Do you need to show their oh, pictures? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You take that away and a lot of these fucking losers disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was watching, um, uh, he's like a motivational speaker now or something, but he tried, he committed suicide or he tried to commit suicide off the golden gate bridge and he survived. Um, and so he told his whole story and everything, but do you think he did this um, on purpose and was it set up so he could survive and then become a motivational no. speaker? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I know I'm cynical. Was, yeah. I mean, he was, I think by the time I saw him, like he was very practiced in explaining what happened. You know, it wasn't like a cathartic experience as he was talking about it. It was something, it didn't seem like he didn't seem like he was reading a script, but it was, I'm sure thought out and talked about a lot but all right i, I, I see i'd look if, if he's gotten to the point in his life if he got to the point in his life where he felt the need to kill himself i don't you know i don't want to shit on that i'm sorry that no but i know cynicism. what you mean i mean that did cross i didn't think, <laughs> didn't think he did it because i mean i think like the, a huge percent like 90 plus percent people that jump off that bridge just die you know so it wouldn't be like yeah, but I was thinking as like, oh, like maybe no one saw it and there was a barge filled with foam cubes at the bottom and he had a parachute on. <laughs> with the uh, the empty cardboard boxes stacked on top of each other. Exactly. And then he said, I tried to jump and kill myself and because there was no footage or anything. We don't realize that he had set this whole thing up. No, it was it was real because he jumped and then there was a lady that saw him do it. And called her friend in the Coast Guard and that person in the Coast Guard just happened to be um, patrolling the bridge that day and was able to find him really quickly and like save him or else he would have drowned. I'm the sure. hell happened to him? It's more than drowning. Like I, I know that's the. Oh, yeah. He broke everything. You know, vertebrae and. Does he um, walk these days? Yeah, I think. Oh, I don't know. He was sitting. <laughs> I think. I don't know. It was in 2000 and the guy's. Uh, his last name like Hines or something yeah Kevin Hines yeah okay he I mean he was adopted and he oh, was oh yeah young. he was his you know um, he had, all before he was adopted he was in the foster care system his uh, his the whole thing was like it was him and his brother 
his parents were alcoholic addicts and um like they did they were feeding the babies like you know garbage to eat like expired milk and like coca-cola you know and like did not take care of them um we had epilepsy apparently yeah well that came later so his his parents also probably were um bipolar and then his brother died so like him and his brother were you know working through the system and the whole thing was that they were going to get you know they were to be adopted together and then they were in foster systems and he was getting they were all they were both getting abused and neglected and then he died the brother died and then he was super sad and alone and then his he was going to he was going to get adopted and his biological parents came and kidnapped him and then they were like on the run and then like once they realized yo we still can't do this they like brought the brought him back he just like went and got adopted a good family but then he you know he was like 19 when he tried to kill himself and but he started to get he started to develop you know like schizo whatever because of his family history and then also um his own like trauma growing up and you know poor care so then he was like hearing these voices and the voices were telling him like he needs to kill himself and anyway so now his what whole thing that? is like it's it's it was crazy he said now he still he still struggles obviously with you know feelings like that and he says that he's just learned to be able to say like i need help now that's his big thing so like he's been in the airport and starting to freak out for any you know number of reasons and he'll just he said i've gone up to gate agents and said i need help now and they're like okay and they like <laughs> handle it they like take him somewhere and they get him evaluated and he gets figured out and but why is that so, they know him what's that why I feel like for the most no, part, if you went up to someone's like, I need help now, they they stare at you and pretty much imply, get away from me, freak. Yeah. Well, his yeah. whole thing, I really felt what he was talking about um, when he was walking on the bridge, you know, trying to figure, like, am I going to do this? Is this happening? And, um, you know, he's like, he said he's hysterically crying, walking on this bridge. He said that... um you know, joggers and people ha are passing him and not saying anything. And even like he saw, he saw a number of police cars go by and they didn't say anything or try to help him. And he thought, see, nobody cares about you. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> because he knew that the people close to him in his life, like his dad that morning was like, knew something was wrong and was trying to get him to, um, come with him to work or like he wasn't going to go to work and he's like I'll take you to the movies like anything you want and you know this guy was saying like nope I have to go to college today like today's my I have to go to school I have a test I have, I have to go I have to go and what he really did was like his dad dropped him off at the school and said he'll pick him up after because he wanted to know that he was there but really he like left the school and went to the bridge and was going to commit suicide but that feeling of like you know that the people that are closest to you care about you, but that feeling of like nobody cares about you well, because in look that situation, at all these strangers, like that really yeah. resonated with me. Yeah, but in that situation, you're not going to get people to just stop, especially if you're just seemingly minding your own business. 
Yeah. So you're. I would stop. You would just stop for a person walking across the bridge. No, if they were hysterically crying. I stopped. There was a lady crying on a bench. I was with Ellie. I was walking. We were still in Atlanta and I was walking her around in her stroller, just like taking this big long walk. And she was crying and I sat down with her and I asked if she was okay. (laughs) She screamed at you and leave me the fuck alone. No, she was like, I'm okay. Okay. I mean, there's, there's a time I, this isn't the exact same thing, but I saw a woman slip in the snow and someone tried to help her up and she screamed at him. (laughs) Yeah, that's New York. (laughs) I guess she was embarrassed. You know, she yelled at them. Yeah, she was screaming at them. I was on a bus. Was she crazy? No, she looked like a normal person. I was on a bus, so I didn't hear what she said, but I could tell she was yelling and shooing the person away. Oh, I mean, I guess if you see someone on the bridge, I don't again, I don't mean to downplay what this guy was feeling and if he was bipolar, especially hearing hearing voices in his head, even if that's not the case, it doesn't make it any less real. If someone feels the only way out is to, to kill themselves. He did say he jumps off the bridge and immediately felt regret. Yeah, uh, but that's everybody that survived, that has survived. I know. I hear that quite there. often. I yeah. think I is that I feel like I would just feel shit my pants fear at that point. <laughs> I don't know if it registers as regret because uh, to me that is a bit more of a reflective thing. Like oh, I'm feeling regret for these things. It's so well, I probably it's probably like a survival instinct that kicks in. Yeah, that gets assigned regret. And again, yeah, yeah. Again, maybe if you get yourself to a point where you have time to think about what you're doing, trying to end your life, there there is some kind of regret there. Um, But I mean, he says that he contorted his body so he landed feet first instead of however he was going to fall. And then, oh, I didn't get to, I didn't see that. And then uh, a sea lion kept him afloat. No, that's what I'm not lying about it. That's that's what it says. It says say that. after he surfaced, he felt a creature nudging his body, which was a sea lion helping to keep him afloat until he was rescued by the Coast Guard. So I have heard something about a sea lion. I did not realize that was him. He in the two interviews that I watched, he didn't say that. My whole point bringing this part up was really because we can relate like the notoriety or something you said. Oh, because um, in the documentary, The Bridge about like uh people com- like they have footage of people throwing themselves off the bridge off of i guess the golden gate bridge or just bridges in general i don't know and the i watched an interview with the director and the director was like we tried to keep it like super quiet because he was worried that people were going to commit suicide just to sort of get their names I don't know, out there saying, oh, 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 it was, no, I'm sorry. It was this. It was that the hundredth suicide, they were keeping like track of how many suicides have happened on the bridge. And like the, the radio stations were talking about it and there were like countdowns of how many suicides there were. And there were people jumping and leaving like with notes on them saying like, I'm, I hope, you know, I'm number 99, you know? And so when he was doing this documentary, he was trying to be really careful not to make it like we're glorifying this. Yeah. What is that bullshit? Some shock jockery, a radio station. Yeah. We're so keeping stupid. count. Ring the bell. Every time somebody jumps off. 
the blatant disregard. Like there is this idea that people are weak if they get to the point where right. They, so fuck them. Yeah, let's use them for content. Which quite often, one committing suicide, I don't find to be a weak act. Like no. if there's anything that I would never do is probably commit suicide because I'm too scared to do such a thing. I don't find it to be weak, but what is the idea that's tied to it? Oh, you're just giving up and running away from all your problems. It's like, mm-hmm. no, maybe everything's so fucking overwhelming and you don't see a way out mm-hmm. and it weighs so heavily on you that, and, and you probably, a lot of times I know people feel like a burden to other people in their lives and it feels like an act of mercy for the other people. I'm going to free you of this yeah. shit that is that I put on you. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's shitty. It, it, it uh, annoys me again. I don't know if, it, if the radio stations really were doing, you said they were, I believe you. I just don't know. I mean, that. yeah, this was in an interview of the director. So I don't know. I don't know if it's you a know. what the context was, if it was like a rock radio morning show, right. Like, yeah. <laughs> or if it was just a news station reporting another number. Right. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past. No, it sounds right. If that's what a new, a rock station was doing. So, so yeah, this is a, what a topic. (laughs) How much of me crying is going to be in this? Probably all of it. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to join. We didn't know, but the listeners didn't know if you were going to join until the, the theme played. Okay. Interesting. And so, yeah, I'm sorry. It's going to open up with you crying. Don't, don't apologize. <laughs> I think we went through this before. Like when the, the, the episode about father's day and then some jerk left a comment about it. I was like, Oh, that's one that should have not been aired or oh. something like that because you were upset. Mm-hmm. I don't know what people, it does make them uncomfortable. It might. Yeah. Like maybe they just want to have fun here. <laughs> they don't want to hear me complaining or which look, I guess yeah. is fair, especially if people are dealing with things in their own lives and then mm-hmm. they hear you struggling, uh, you know, quite often this is supposed to be an escape. Like I'm going to listen to this thing for a bit and right. make me forget about my life. But also it's how you're feeling. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. And that's what our show is, <clears throat> you know? And I, I don't think that I come off as like, you know, feel bad for me. You've cried much more than I have on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do cry though. You know, that's my, that's my thing. Well, you should suck it up. Stop being a puss. Yeah. Pussy. Yeah. I mean, it is, if it makes people uncomfortable, I'm sorry, but it is just the way that it goes. And I did say, I don't know. I Everybody did. goes through shit. <laughs> I'm just being real open with my going through shit. And I, I do feel better. You know, it does have to come out. Otherwise it just builds up. If you were to do a show similar to this one or some of the other ones where you've cried and somebody doesn't enjoy it, Maybe they never come back. I don't know. That mm-hmm. aside, I, I hope that, you know, it's totally fair. It's like, I, I'm not into that episode, but I'll come back. I hope that's. Oh, yeah. I hope that's what the case is. If somebody comes across an episode, they're not enjoying it. They're not digging it. Don't listen to that one. But they, they do come back. But on, on the flip side, what I was going to say, if, if you're 
faced with the decision. One person listens, they don't like it, they leave a nasty comment. Or somebody listens and makes them feel less alone because they hear you. Because people probably have this idea that your life is glamorous, you're on the radio, you make all this mm. money, even though it's talked about quite often that you don't make that much money. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know how much yeah. people buy that. I think a lot of people think that that's probably an act. Yeah. They think you've got to be making money. It's radio, it's show business. And they don't really realize that there's no fucking money. Like, it's not real. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> well, it is real. Like, the, the, the comments about you not having money are real. What I'm saying wasn't real was, you know, no, I know <laughs> that there is money. <laughs> okay. But uh, I guess to hear that, maybe it's helpful for one person. I think I would choose that. And it's like, well, one person feels less alone. Six people hated the show. Oh, I mean, I, I don't, I like being honest and open. I mean, not necessarily. I, I like being open. Um, and if somebody doesn't like it, I actually don't really mind they're allowed to not like it what if it was a thousand people hate the show one person feels good because you, <laughs> you made them feel less alone i don't know then i guess i'd be uh i wouldn't be a very successful podcast because i wouldn't change <laughs> that you know what i mean like i wouldn't just be fake just so that people would listen well what's more important is i guess what i'm asking right yeah being honest and open helping, i'm not gonna fake things helping a person indirectly because like what you and I do here is, at least for me, I mean, this is, this show has changed everything for me, honestly. I mean, <laughs> if you the hadn't done why, this podcast, huh? if you hadn't done this podcast ever, if we never started this, what would your life look like? I mean, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. Obviously, you can't answer that. I can't answer that. But what this show did was it made me realize that I was not actually being honest because I was, and I, I, not like I was actively being dishonest. I was not being honest with myself and almost like what, you know, people always say about like OJ, like he's convinced himself that he didn't murder those two people. Like, I convinced myself that I was what I was saying was really me, even though it wasn't. And the stuff that you talked about and you being honest made me realize like, Oh, you know what? I'm not, I'm, I'm still putting up a front. What's that? <laughs> and then I, everything started to crumble, <laughs> which ended up being a good thing. I'm rebuilding that. But, uh, even these instances where you feel alone. Yeah. You stick with uh, it being a good thing. I do feel real alone. Sometimes that's hard, I guess. It is hard. Well, especially like... Someone like you, especially. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting... You know, I, I am... It's not an insult. I did just oh, I know, you're a person who likes to have other people around and interact with other people um, just in the best of times. So especially when you're feeling down or reflective yeah. or whatever the hell it may be. 
and sometimes See, you have, sometimes there's a need for another person. You need another person there, and if that person's not there, that's hard enough for any, anyone. But I feel like with you, it probably hits doubly. Yeah, I think um, my I've been getting a lot more um, uh, sort of people interactions. So that that's been really good, and I've really really enjoyed that, and realized like how important it is. I mean, I knew it, but like me job. getting it. Yeah. yeah, with the new job and me being really good at it and them really seeing that I'm going to be good at it. No, this is going to, the job's going to be the next podcast. It's going to take you to some place that you didn't expect to go. You're going to be playing polo and croquet. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to turn to a rich old white man. Yeah. Who owns a boat. He's going to offer you a lot of money and you're going to say, okay. But uh, yeah, that's, that's been really fulfilling. Um, but then it's just times when I'm, overwhelmed with the house and the kids and now the dog that you did it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Boo hoo. Decisions have consequences. <laughs> yeah. What is that? What is that? What is that? Um, motivation to say something like that to someone who's struggling? I think it's a black and white thinking. It's like, sure, mm -hmm. there are decisions that people make and then they don't take ownership of those decisions. And if things go bad, they go awry and they boo-hoo and they're constantly putting their shit on other people. Yeah. Uh, sure, then it's easy to say, hey, look, you did this to yourself. It's dismissive. Uh, it's used. Yeah, in it's telling you that you're not allowed to feel something. Well, it's used in a dismissive way. I think there are instances where you can say that to make the point like, hey, you made these decisions. Right. Ultimately, I think if I were to say that to someone, it's like I, I would just say, I want you, I want to see some ownership of these decisions coming from you. It doesn't mean you're not allowed to feel the way you're yeah. feeling or that these things are difficult. But then there's the instances where like you being upset, even though you are actively working on yourself and working mm -hmm. through these things, some people don't see that. Something like the dog being difficult, it's easy to say, oh, shut up. I don't want to hear this. This is right. annoying to me. You made the choice. And you know, I think in the case of the radio show, the fact that the dog barks on the air, Eric doesn't like that, so you're not going to get anything other than that. Yeah. <clears throat> I really do try my best for that not to happen. made a you made a stupid decision <laughs> that's what he says oh yeah that's the that's what comes out of it ultimately yeah and it's a shame that people i don't think i made a stupid decision i mean i don't i don't have any thoughts on the dog i know i give you shit about the dog mostly like because things are allowed to be difficult you know it's okay I mean, knowing you in the past too, like sometimes you would, would seemingly make decisions on a whim. Like this is how yeah. I feel right now. And you didn't think about where that would actually go, what it would lead to the things that you would have to do. I'm not speaking of anything specific, just in general. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think there's many instances of, of that in your life. And I laugh, I know I'm giggling about it and I don't mean to trivialize it, but, um, and so when the dog pops up, I think for me, I thought, is this one of those times? Is this what right. you're just, you're, you are feeling lonely. 
the kids are there every other week. So there's a full week when you don't have them around. Are you just getting the dog to fill whatever hole you're feeling? Yeah. But I also know that, you know, you've grown on that front and we all think about what's going to happen based on the decisions we make as best we can. We right. never really know. No, if I, I mean, today, right, or, you know, this, from, from this afternoon, this evening on, I wish I didn't have a dog. But then another day I'm, I'll be like, oh, the baby, you know, like, I'm so happy he's here. So. I don't understand the happened. peeing thing. What does that mean when dogs go outside and pee and then come back inside and pee again? <laughs> I'm sure it's common. I just, what does it mean? Yeah, I don't know. Like he'll, he'll, I take him out and I'm trying to, I'm walking him to get him to poop. I'm thinking like, you should poop, you know? And then I, I bring him inside and he goes to the corner and poops instead. I'm like, bitch. My puppy pees outside, then pees inside. Puppy in training. What do you do when your puppy pees outside, then pees inside the house? <laughs> Quick tip. If your puppy has an accident in the house, it's important to clean it up with an enzymatic, enzymatic. Enzyme? Enzymatic cleaner. E-N-Z-Y-S, some kind of enzyme. So your puppy okay. won't be able to smell the potty spot and be tempted to pee there a second or a third time. We recommend Rocco and Roxy Stain and Odor Eliminator. Ah, uh, you're, they sold out. <laughs> <laughs> Should I feel, shouldn't I feel safe from potty accidents if my puppy already went potty? Apparently the answer to that question is resounding. No. With three <laughs> exclamation points and all. Well, that's why letters. I'm going around with a black light trying to find the pee pee spots. So I'm like, I'm eliminating that sort of smell and like, oh, this is where I like to go. But I mean, listen, today. Your puppy lacks bladder control. That's what they say. I took him out to pee, right? How old is this thing? Six months. Oh, tomorrow. see, this puppy's eight weeks. Oh, yeah. See, I swear, I took him out today, right? I come inside. I'm standing um, at the table, the dining room table, and he is next to me and he lifts up his leg and pees on my leg. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> you know, and it's at that point where you're like, <laughs> you know, I've got like bacon cooking. I've got like, I'm, mash, I'm mashing potatoes for the kids. Ellie, um, her tooth is super duper loose because she ate some like caramels or something and like one of her teeth is super loose, but it's like it, it, it hurts her and so I'm giving her like soft foods and so I'm what making her like it? a special dinner dogs peeing on my leg what tooth um let's see I think it's the one that's like okay not the upper canine but the one next to it to the further back farther back yeah for far Farther back. Farther, because it's actual distance, not theory. Yeah, not the first two. Not the money fronts on the top. Not the, the one, one that's kind of a it. molar. It's like a half molar type thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I hated losing this. I hate losing all teeth. Some kids like so yeah, ripping I gave them her, out. I was, you know, I'm going like to twist it. I'm going to twist it and pull it out. <laughs> I keep the tooth in there as long as possible. I wouldn't touch the thing. I know, but she can't eat anything. 
I understand. I know bacon doesn't sound like something that you should eat, but I didn't have any other protein I could give her that was. <laughs> I was like, eat just on one side. So it's a, there's pain. Yeah, it hurts because also it's like sitting further down now. So when like she puts her teeth together, it like touches <laughs> in a weird way. I was like, oh, babe, that sucks. I'm sorry. And then she, yeah, I guess pulling it out's the best option. Well, she won't let me. Why won't she? Anyway. She seems like the kind of kid who'd say, pull it out. Yeah. No. She's pretty protective. Her bod. All right. Except when she like shows me her butt constantly. <laughs> There's no problem with that. But yeah, so I don't know. I just felt like, are you fucking serious? When he peed on my leg. Welcome to You life. know, it's just like, um, what is that word? Like exasperated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just felt like... I don't know what else to do and then like i said he's like plucking things out of the trash to tear up somewhere and then i'm cleaning that up and then anyway i don't mean to keep dumping but that's just i was just overwhelmed and tired of it all i have zero tolerance for any of this. any of these things you talk about they stress me out and then i know in real life that they would drive me insane but i've always uh, known myself well enough to say don't get yourself in that situation yeah <laughs> don't <laughs> there's a reason it's like 40 never been married yeah. There's pe- there's people who think you divorced? You must be divorced. It's like, no. <laughs> no. Not that not that being divorced, but it's just that it's funny that people's minds go there. You're 40 and you're single. Like I'm not single now, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh you, legally single. <laughs> you divorced? No. I didn't What? You never been married at this age? No, I haven't. I don't know why it's so hard for people to grasp, but you know, I yeah. uh, I knew that I was like, there's no way I'm not ready for this. I would, I'm, I'm not at that spot. I can barely deal with seeing a person more than a couple times a week. I'm not jumping into a marriage and then having kids and all that comes along with that and having a pet. There's a reason I didn't get a pet ever. Yeah. I also don't feel lonely. It's just an immunity I have. I am immune to loneliness. <laughs> for now, I feel like at some point in my life, it would seep in, especially when you get old. Yeah. And everyone, you know, starts dying and nobody comes to visit you anymore. Right. Then and then I think, oh man, this kind of stinks. So I had to put in the work to get past that, to cut it off at the pass before it was too late. See, I felt like I'm, I'm, I want the dog to be more behaved and be a little bit of a more adult dog. It's the puppy part that's hard. They should have gotten, uh, I know kids don't like normal sized dogs that they want puppies. So you have to get a puppy because the puppy's so cute. So cute. Well, he's going to stay little. Look how cute. I know, but there's plenty of, in general, there's plenty of adult dogs that need homes. And most people don't want the adult dog. Well, a lot of the adult dogs are all like pit mixes. There's like a billion dogs that you can adopt and so many of them are like part pit bull. Yeah, and and pit bulls get a bad rep. Yeah, but they're actually pretty sweet typically if they're I, treated right. Yeah, it's, it's a like cra- any dog. I guess it's a crapshoot. You go to a pound, you don't know how it's been treated. And right. because there's the uh, tendency for them. I don't even know if it's yeah. a tendency. I don't know. Like it, it well, has I think to they be- were bred for that maybe. Yeah. It, so it might be within their sort of makeup yeah but there's the chance that mm-hmm. 
if the dog has been treated a certain way that it's a bit aggressive, then it's really going to lean into it because it's a pit bull. Mm-hmm. And without knowing that, I get it. It's like, do I want to take that risk? And I don't want a big dog like that. I wanted a little dog. Yeah, I don't think, and especially with kids, I don't think, you know, that's the right choice. Yeah. But anyway, I don't remember why we were saying that. But Well, you said you wanted an adult dog, a dog that'll oh, just. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. The thing is, I, I'm looking forward to when this dog behaves better. But in the meantime, I got to teach it how to behave better. I'm doing. So I got some quotes for training. I feel like most people don't know what they're doing. They just wait it out. They teach the dog to go to the bathroom outside and that's about it. I know I'm bare. I can teach. I've taught it a bunch of other stuff, you know, like sit, stay, lay down, roll over, high five, up, go to bed, go to your home, which is go in your kennel. Like I've taught him all that stuff, but it's the basic go outside. You fucking asshole. (laughs) Is it pooping inside? Yes. I mean, his poop is little, so it's not a big deal. No, it's still a big deal. But it's still annoying. So they're like saying, I said, I take him out to poop outside. I'm like, come on, long walk. Let's go. When he pees inside, and sometimes is it he will, a, but sometimes you won't. Is it the same spot? No, and, it's all over. Like I said, he peed on my fucking leg. Yeah, it's true. Maybe he's pissed. Literally. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Just like, there's so much information on the internet. Read about it. I do, but what do they say? I don't know. I guess I'm like not doing it right, you know. <laughs> I'll do some research on my own. I'll figure out your problem because that's what you Thank wanted you. ultimately. You wanted all this <laughs> whining and crying is because you want someone else to fix the problem for you. Yeah, especially a man. Please fix my problems. Yeah, I know that's your conundrum right now. You feel lonely. But you don't want a relationship. Which is fair. I'm not, that's not uh, commentary on you making a bad decision. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually it's... I don't want to say either or because people certainly have support systems and friendships and other relationships outside of their romantic yeah. relationships. Uh, because that seems to be lacking a bit in your life. I don't feel like I have the... Either like maybe the mental energy to put forth anything for someone else right now. Yeah, it's, just a, it's a fair thing to know and to not get involved. I, I think the point in me saying this is because there's not, I know you have your friends, but it does seem like they're a bit scattered at times. Oh yeah. That friendship group is kind of not waned, the, yeah, bit, not, but not, me and Susanna are, are close now. Not the most reliable. <laughs> So yeah. when you don't have that, one of the easiest fixes is I'm just going to get into a romantic relationship because here's the the person and they're around. But you stating I mean, I, that you're not every in the spot time to I want try that. to do something like that, like I'll I'll go on to Hinge or whatever, and I'll look around, and then I'm mostly just like uh, my feeling is always like ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's telling me something. Well, the whole thing on online dating elicits that. Well, feeling. even that one guy that I was talking to that I thought he was really cute and he was into me, you know, he was wanting to spend time with me, but he was moving. And so he was really busy. And then I'm sure he's like broke because he just moved. And I was like, okay, just like hit me up when you're, hit when you have time. Up. And then he never did. And I, sometimes I think about texting him. I'm like, no way I'm not chasing anybody. 
Eh, maybe he felt as though you weren't inter- interested because he I, did that. No, he knew I was because I told him I was. Oh, and then you scared him away. Where did he move? Oh, just up to Baltimore. He was, um, I think he moved from somewhere else. I don't remember. And he was um, with his, he was staying at his mom's house. And then he bought this condo in uh, Baltimore. Oh, how old is he? 19? Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> well, like, I don't know. 30? I'm guessing there was a time with online dating when it was nice there was a niceness to it when there was still a stigma attached to it that most of these normal people I put that in quotes normal people bro-y type people things like that who would nerd loser having to go online there was a real nice time on online dating when maybe it was a bit nerdier, but it was shy people and introverts and you wouldn't, (laughs) you wouldn't get these alpha personalities on there quite often. Yeah. Like guys with like bodybuilding picks, like not, not competition people, but like workout picks and stuff. Exactly. Gross. Exactly. And then everything that became a trope was something in its infancy. So even, you know, posing with, a tiger to me was never an impressive thing. It's like, shut up. I don't care about this, but you know, everyone's trying to find ways to set themselves apart. And this grew into, Oh my God, here it is again. I'm seeing the same thing over and over. These people are unoriginal. Um, but even, you know, that aside, there was a real time in online dating when you were going to have nice, because there was also revolving around conversations before Tinder and Bumble became a thing. And like, mm-hmm. those are the standards now. Okay. Cupid, which was the one I used to go to because it wasn't as lame as match.com, which you also had to pay for. And especially and be like Christian for that was eHarmony. Oh, thank you. Okay. Match.com was probably the most normal of the paid ones, but okay. Cupid didn't, uh, was free, but you had to fill out a profile and then you would pretty much write people messages back and forth like emails. And, You could get in some good conversations and yeah, it required a bit of work, but I feel as though it was setting up people for more, more, at least it was more likely that you'd have success uh, than just random swiping and going off how you feel. They responded to a couple messages. Yeah. It's like, oh, they hit the right balance. It wasn't too desperate, but they also expressed interest and they were funny at the same time. And that means that's worthy to go out. And that in itself is a lot of work. I think going out on a bunch of dates and meeting the person like, ah, this isn't going to work. That's more tiring than sitting there and writing some messages back and forth. But, you know, okay, Cupid themselves, I don't even know. I think they're still around. They altered their model to match more like Tinder, which is a shame. But I did like those days early on. And I never was yeah. ashamed by it. And maybe living in New York made it a bit different because there was plenty of people on it. If you're living in the suburbs, there's not that many people and you do come across someone you know. It's like, oh God, now the word's <laughs> going to get out. I don't think I've seen anyone I know. Yeah, you're still in a big, I know, I know you're in the suburbs, but you're in a large metropolitan area. Yeah. I wish those days would come back. Not that I'm engaging in online dating, but there was a, a sweetness, an innocence to it all. I'm sure there were still nasty dudes. Yeah. Because dudes are always fucking nasty. But for the most part, women weren't jaded 
they weren't being bombarded constantly like they are now with guys who think they're the hottest shit in the world sending unsolicited dick pics. Maybe a yeah, paid maybe so, a paid site's good for you. Maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you gotta go on one of the paid ones because it filters out these people. Again. You're gonna meet someone at the yacht club it. though, so it doesn't matter. What's that? You're gonna meet someone at the the <laughs> club. Yeah. A divorced dad <laughs> with a yacht. Yeah. With a yacht. He's like, I have six kids, but they're not my responsibility. Even when Oh, yeah, I send them to boarding school. Even when it's my weekend, they're just with the nanny. Mm-hmm. Even though they're 17 and 14 and <laughs> they hang out with the <laughs> nanny. And keep them there. Yeah. Or maybe you'll meet someone who's not, uh, you're never married. You're 43. What's wrong? <laughs> that's, that's another thing that gets assigned. What's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah, with that guy? I think um, I would hiding? react. I think I would react that way. Not what's wrong with you, but more like, "Whoa, you've never been married? Not even? Uh, you know?" I would think that, and then I th- hope that I would catch myself and be like, "Huh, well, not everybody has to do exactly." Yeah, maybe <laughs> like it's better. Cutter experience of life. Maybe okay. it's maybe it's better that they didn't. In some, and instances. then the next person I meet that's forty and never married or whatever, I'd be like, "Oh." Or it could very well mean there's something wrong with them. You don't <laughs> well, know. You can kind of get that sense when you're meeting somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's a a vibe. All right. Well, you joined the show. I set the show Yay. up. People didn't know if you were going to join or not. How do I find the music? Sounds. There it is. <laughs> Thank you for... Uh, putting up with me crying. Thank you for letting me be honest. Again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it happened. Um, like and subscribe, rain review, hop, pepper.com, hop, one top of 15. I will say that when we record <laughs> in the morning, days we, cor- we, we record in the morning, this doesn't happen. No, because I'm telling the end of my day sometimes it's like, yeah, it's usually the, I've, I'm out of gas. It's usually the 9 p.m. Sunday night recording that. You're you're broken. <laughs> the day has broken me. 